is going on, everyone? And welcome to Around the Metaverse, our weekly show where we bring together some of the best content creators from the blockchain and NFT gaming community, talk about all the recent news, and give you guys everything you need to know to stay up to date. My name's Adam. I'll be your host today. Uh, but as always, more importantly, we've got an amazing group of guests for y'all. First and foremost, on this beautiful Monday, we got Crypto Stash in the house. How's it going, my friend? Yo, what is going on, guys? Hanging out Monday, doing it. As always, uh, you know, there's never there's never a shortage of things to talk about on Mondays. Never. Never a shortage. Never a shortage. Nope. We got we got some big things to talk about today, and and even I mean, you know, in a big month ahead of us here, uh, in in May here, um, or I mean March, excuse me, brain fart. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna try and jump ahead, man. I, yeah, I know. I, Please, I, the, the year's I, already going fast enough. That's, that's Please, how quickly don't. crypto moves. Is that I, my brain is already in May? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for it. We got so much happening that I'm already over in May. Uh, but no, we've got we've got a great bunch of guests for y'all today. Some returning faces and some new ones as well. We've got Icy Gaming in the house, founder of Web3 Gamer and a fellow content creator. How's it going, Icy? It's going great, man. Uh, love being on the show. Happy to be back and super excited to talk about the topics tonight. Hell the yeah, two man. time. Hell yeah. Glad to have you back on the show. Uh, we've got Bulldog in the house, NFT gaming content creator and top tier Splinterlands player. How's it going, Bulldog? It is going great. Thanks for having me back. I'm uh, I'm excited to see like what happens in April here if we're, if we're on May. I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. I mean, we might as well look all the way into December. I mean, because that's probably when, uh, you know, by, by next year, things will be... Uh, win bulls back. Win yeah, bulls, win, sir. Win bulls. <laughs> Uh, and then last, but certainly not least, we've got a new face on the show tonight. We've got Fly Kites J, also known as Sanjay. How's it going, Sanjay? Hey, it's great. Thank you for having me. First time being on the show. I've uh, watched some clips and watched some live streams in the past, but really excited to be on the show and, uh, you know, just dive into some interesting topics we have. Really super excited for that. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah, man. Of course. Welcome to Around the Metaverse. Uh, and we've got some great things to talk about tonight, guys. We're going to be talking about a little bit that Doc, Dr. Disrespect, posted about NFT games yesterday, whether he's all in or if, you know, if it's just hype that he's uh, peddling on Twitter uh, and some of the backlash that came of, of what he was talking about. Uh, we're going to be talking about indie versus AAA and who's better positioned to make a, the best Web3 game. Uh, and then we're also going to be talking about AI and games, uh, next generation game development, or is everything you're hearing about right now just hype? Um, but before we get into the show, I actually want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors for this episode of Around the Metaverse, uh, uh, the folks over at Alluvium. And now for those of you who might not know Alluvium, and if you don't, you're probably living under a rock, but Alluvium is an open world creature collector and auto battler that's pushing the edge here in Web3. And they actually are launching uh, Alluvium Beyond, their PFP uh, style um, game uh, tomorrow. We're, we're running a giveaway right now for it. Uh, on Twitter, so go check that out, and then keep an eye on the channel because we're going to be putting out some more content. Uh, you know, going over a bit of uh, what's going on in there when we get our hands on some of those discs tomorrow. Um, but had a great interview with Kieran. Had a yep. great interview with Kieran on the channel. If you guys out missed it. But uh, if you're not up to speed, we also put a little hype reel together to show y'all. So let's take a look at that.
Now, I don't know about you guys, but pretty soon we're going to be updating that highlight reel with uh, with some new footage from Alluvium Beyond. Uh, make sure you you stay tuned because that's going to be coming out tomorrow. There's going to be, I mean, I don't know how you'll miss it if if you're looking at, if you're following Alluvium or any of us uh, and you're looking at Twitter. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, but let's get into the show. First and foremost, Dr. Disrespect putting out a tweet the other night talking about his uh, game and development studio, Midnight, well, the game Dead Drop with his, you know, associated development studio uh, and, you know, community Midnight Society. Um, and basically praising the fact that, and it like what the benefit could be in NFT games. Um, you know, he mentioned, imagine how how fun it would be to, to be, you know, playing like a game like Escape from Tarkov and trying to extract with, you know, a weapon or some gear that's worth, you know, like $100,000 live on Twitch or something like that. Like think about the level of excitement that gives for the player and the audience that like extra, you know, bit of like risk and, and hype going into that. Uh, and in the comment section, he, he there was mixed mixed reviews in the comments. <laughs> um, you know, everyone everyone from mixed the reviews, NFT, yes. Yeah, everyone from the <laughs> NFT space was shouting praises, and everyone from traditional gaming was giving him hella shit. Uh, I want to get your guys' opinions on what you think, um, and if you think Doc is is here to stay in NFTs, uh, you know, becoming more prominent. Stash, let me ask you first. Uh, I mean, like, first off, why do you think gamers are so hesitant to get into Web3 games? Like, why do you think his core community was giving him such pushback on this? I mean, I honestly think that it has a lot to do with what he said. I think there's a lot of people out there that don't really understand NFTs and they just kind of follow along with whatever the mainstream narrative is. And we see that a lot, I think, with gamers in general. I mean, I think we see that a lot in general with just humans. You know, is really what it comes down to. So I, I do I do feel like there is a lot of that. A lot of people who just, they just don't get it. They don't understand. Now, you know, someone who is immersed in gaming like Doc is and has been for a long time, you know, wh why is it he sees something that all these other people don't? Like, magically, it's just him, right? Hmm. Well, no, it's it's definitely not. I think there's a lot of people out there that, that, that do understand that there is potential here, but they, they are, you know, looking at aspects... Uh, and and throwing everything else out, they say, "Oh, here's this one thing. They're going to focus on it, zero in on it, and then as soon as that narrative is beat, they move on to the next one." And we've seen this time and time again in crypto too. So when, whenever you say, "Oh, hey, here's why Bitcoin is good," or "Here's why this is something that's going to work," and say, "Oh, well, but no, the environment," and then we say, "Well, no, actually, you know, Bitcoin mining pushes renewable sources of energy," and they're like, "Well, well, no, but but then it's slow." And then, and then we just keep going, right? And so I think that we see these same kinds of, of, of you know, excuses here with gamers, too, is that they're like, oh, no, it's a scam. And then we say, well, it's free. And they go, it doesn't matter. It's still a scam. And I go, it's, but, but it's free, sir. How is it a scam? Well, you know, because then you have to have a wallet and stuff, and that's a scam. <laughs> and they just keep going on and on about this. So there's always something like, so if they've made up their mind about it, I think it's really hard to get people to change their mind until they really see it in an action. And I think Doc is committed to this. And, you know, one, one of the things that you, you say that I think really sums up, sums up nicely is, is, you know, that feeling of that feeling of um, of something on the line. You know, that's something that, that we talk about in gaming a lot and something that if you've been around and played games for a while, you know, that 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 thrill of, you know, there being something you could be you could lose. We don't have that a lot in gaming. It's very it, it's 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 transgressed a lot into the into into a, 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 an atmosphere where we don't have that anymore. Right. 
but there used to be games where there was there was risk, you know, and now there's no risk. Now, if there's PvP zone, it's in a specific area, and like you know, and we, we don't want anybody crying. And I think that that's what we're kind of seeing here with with, with Doc's play is that he understands that NFTs are a risk, but the risk is worth it. And you can kind of see that when when he, in, in his comments, him talking about the fact that hey, you know, th- th- just imagine that happening, like someone going in finding a weapon or something or a skin uh, that could be worth that much money. And then they actually make it out with it. And it's a huge thing. And everyone's watching on Twitch. And everyone's like, you got to go watch this. You know, it's that viral, uh, you know, moment that you could definitely see that you, you saw on something like a Ready Player One. Remember, we're, we're at the end. They're like, we're, they're streaming the whole thing to everyone's devices. And everyone kind of just stopped what they were doing and was like, we got to watch this. You know, it, it, you know, something like, like that could definitely create those types of moments. You know, it's the car chase on TV moment where everyone's like, oh, shit, car chase on TV. I, I know you guys know about that, right? I mean, like, that's like kind of an old, I feel like a little more old school thing, but like, you know, maybe you don't do as much nowadays, but damn, dude, if oh, when a car okay, chase yeah. was on Connor TV, the white, white name, <laughs> the white van, you stopped everything and you're just like, all right, let's go see how this is going to end. And so ha- having that viral, viral ability, I think is important. And Doc understands that. And that's why, he, you know, he's not going to take any shit from anybody on this. I don't think it's just him, you know, being him. Or you know, being a character, I truly think that they went in on this specifically, and 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 I know this too from talking to the Midnight Society team as well. I've I've interviewed them and talked to the the team extensively, and uh, you know, NFTs are going to be part of the game, and there's a good reason for it. And 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 Doc's alluding to it right there, you know, an extraction game where you can actually extract with things that you know could be of value to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna you know- be huge. And that feeling of having something on the line is, yeah. is like you say, is like, you know, not found very often. But anyone here who like was gearing up to go out into the wilderness in RuneScape or like, you know, yeah. someone who someone who's like YouTube is, you know, just of runs of Minecraft on like, I forget the mode, but like hardcore or whatever the mode is yeah. where you only get one life. Um, you know, the, the, like those are some of the most viewed pieces of content on YouTube and Twitch and things like that. So. You know, I think, you know, it's funny. I a lot of people who have no experience in the industry trying to tell Doc that he's wrong when this when this man has been doing it for for forever. You know, uh, and you know, on I'm, both I'm sides curious. of the fence, man. I mean, it's crazy. So yeah. yeah. Well, Icy, let me ask you, man. I mean, do you think big names, uh, and there will be more to follow, I'm sure, but big names like Doctor Disrespect uh, embracing NFTs will start to change some of the like will start to change people's minds about uh, you know the use of NFTs in gaming. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, Dr. Disrespect tweeted that out yesterday and it's got 16 million views. I think like 18,000 retweets, thousands of comments. Uh, he's definitely leading the charge and, um, you know, being that that first cowboy over the hill. Uh, but he, I think, is going to show with his game Dead Drop the use case for digital collectibles. And he even said that in uh, in in one of his tweet replies, he, he refers to them as digital collectibles. Um, so, you know, they're going with that, that framing, um, and other people will, will follow suit. It's always scariest to be the first one because you're going to take all the shots. You're going to take all the criticism, but it only takes one to, uh, have some, a little bit of success and show everyone else the way. And I agree with stash. I think that Dr. Disrespect is the perfect person to lead that charge, uh, because he doesn't give an F, you know, he does what he wants. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to see him, uh, not shying away from, you know, 
NFTs and his game and everything. He's really doubling down on the space. So I agree with Stash. He's in it um, for the right reasons. And I'm so excited because this is what Web3 Gaming needs. I think that Dead Drop could be the game uh, to take us mainstream. Well, yeah. And, and you know, that's I, I think a lot of us have a similar feeling about it, especially like the way that they're going about promoting it and developing it and doing the snapshots and everything they're doing to build with their community. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting to think, like, if this really is the, like, the game that changes everything, you know, um, like, do, like, is, is, is everyone else going to follow suit? You know, like, uh, Bulldog, let me, let me get your opinion on this. I mean, like, do, do you th say Dead Drop is a massive wild success? Everyone, like, starts to think, you know, like, every game needs NFTs, right? Like, do you think that every game is eventually going to have nfts like fortnite you know uh apex all of the i mean i'm not hitting all the categories well but uh you know do, is that like inevitable do you think i i think it's inevitable that every game has has things like ownership has a lot of the kind of the core aspects that we see from nfts i think my my biggest question is as we move forward is are they are they actually going to be nfts though because I, I definitely think Doc's right about having like having the I, items that are that are tradable, having uh, something on the line, that type of thing. But if we're being honest, that can all actually be done without NFTs. And will games look to push some of these same concepts, but without the negativity of, of an NFT? And I, I definitely think those core concepts are going to carry over. But what will they actually be on the blockchain is is kind of the big question and i don't i don't know if i have if i really have an answer for that yeah and i mean well well hold on when, when when you when you look at something like this you know yeah there's negative stigma right now but who's to say you just use it in the background and don't even say anything i mean do yeah. you even need to right you know it's like no no one says oh, hey, hey what what database you're running on on that that game right there what what, what da fortnite what, what database you guys running there huh I, no one cares I mean, no one cares about the technology that runs it. They just want a, a better experience. And if the technology can give a better experience, why does it, you don't even need to name it. It's just, hey, this takes care of all of your collectibles. This, this I, area right I, I kind of disagree that nobody nobody cares about it, though, at least in this case, because people like to hate NFTs. And whether... People like to hate... They like to hate anything. There's, there's <laughs> tons of people that people like Facts. to hate in general. Just hate, hate, yeah. hate, hate, hate. I mean, it doesn't have to be rational, but like, go, go look at... Right. Well, I know that's the problem is it's not, yeah. So, like, so Superior, for example, launched, uh, they have an NFT version and they have a version on Steam. And if you mm -hmm. go look at some of the Steam reviews, there are some people who actually had positive reviews and then they found out that there was another version that had NFTs that wasn't even the same version. And then they all of a sudden hated the game, hated the company and, and talked about how they weren't yeah. going, like they were requesting refunds for their non-NFT version because the game supported <laughs> that, NFT. That I should mean, be a yeah. negative review. See, that's just ridiculous. Like, I like the game until I heard about this thing that doesn't affect me in any kind of way. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just so. So I mean, I, I just feel like no. I, 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 you know, if if that's the kind of company you are, then you're then you're gonna not be the one that leads the way. So so you're right. There's gonna be companies that are like that, especially right now. But you're not gonna you're not gonna lead the way in this revolution. And that's you know, kind of the opposite. I think of what. Well, we're I mean, I think, I think what's gonna happen too. Who's the leader? Like, we're we're gonna see a lot of different. I think use cases for NFTs, and I'm sure like some of them will be poorly done. I'm sure there'll be. Honestly, I'm sure that like a, a giant, like con, you know, corporate entity or conglomerate in the space, like 
Blizzard or Activision or, you know, who knows. Someone, one of the big names is going to do something that is absolutely horrible and it's going to continue to, like, perpetuate the stigma. But, you know, I feel like that's going to become more and more an outlier compared to, uh, you know, when more and more AAA studios do start to use this uh, technology mm-hmm. in their games. Uh, Sanjay, let me ask you, man. I mean, like, wh- wh- in your opinion, what do you think are the best use cases for NFTs and games? And, like, you know, w- how would you like to see them used going forward? Yeah, just to, you know, like, as we know, the ownership of the NFTs is definitely the best case and uh, a big use case right now, like owning your asset and then being able to trade it eventually. Maybe let's take, for example, right? Like uh, I have spent thousands of dollars on Fortnite. I haven't played Fortnite in like the last four months, but those assets are just sitting there and I can't trade it. I can't even like sell it for like fraction of what I bought for. It's basically putting money down the drain for a game which I'm not playing anymore, right? So kind of like echoing what Bulldog said that, okay, you know, bring these assets on chain. Why would games use, uh, you know, NFTs to do that? Why can't they just do it off chain, right? Mm-hmm. CSGO is doing that. Uh, CSGO is, uh, you know, you can trade uh, assets and skins and all that type of thing. And it's like a billion dollar market. I think there's like a, uh, there's like a billion dollar traded uh, yearly, but the issue is that there's a lot of hacks. There's a lot of uh, inconsistency, like you know, assets just disappearing off people's uh, accounts. Nobody, nobody knows where they are because maybe there's like people working in the uh, in CS:GO uh, who are kind of like taking advantage of that. If you bring all of that to NFTs and on the blockchain, assets can disappear. Yes, they can get hacked, they can move around, but they can't just disappear. The company can't just be like, oh, I don't know where the million dollar worth of assets are anymore. You know, that's what CSGO is doing right now. There's millions of dollars every year just disappearing in thin thin air. So bringing NFTs to that is going to fix that. And I think that's also why ownership of the NFT is one of the biggest use cases, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, if there is some kind of inside job going on, too, like, it, if it's on the blockchain, it's, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to cover up, you know? Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole industry of, like, Twitter people dedicated to, like, looking through everyone's MetaMask or, like, EtherScan transaction history to, like, solve these things. So, like, you know, say something like that does happen with CSGO. Um, if it was on chain, like, you know, there'd be sleuths looking into that uh, and, and you know, we'd, we'd, we'd find out who did it most likely. Um, but I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I, that, that's a perfect example, I think, because, you know, a lot of times people will bring up the point of CSGO already doing that. And, you know, if it's all on a centralized, um, you know, if, if it's on not on a dis, like a something like a blockchain, at least, uh, if not a blockchain, you know, it, 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 it could be corrupted. Right. Um, but I don't yeah, know. But, well, oh, go for it. No, I just think, uh, like, I think I, I t- completely agree with Sanjay and Bulldog. But, like, going back to the, the, the topic of the thread and, like, what Stash said, it's like the whole point is having that item of value and potentially losing it in the game. That's, like, the, the perfect use case for, for uh, you know, collectibles, NFTs in gaming, blockchain in gaming. Like, let's start getting to the gamers and like this is what i love about dr disrespect's tweet is because he's talking about it as a gamer and how the the benefit of the technology he's not talking about nfts he's not talking about the chain he's not talking about the infrastructure he's talking about playing a game Mm -hmm. and how it's going to be fun and that's like a new experience if you think about dr disrespect been gaming you know since 1983 right um 
and like he it's boring it's stale like it's the same battle royale over and over and over and battle royales were great but like listen it's five six years ago like what's next and dr disrespect sees where the puck is going and you know kudos to him for for uh you know wanting to build in that space and that's what's going to be fun it's going to be fun having that item get it my favorite moment in web3 gaming is is from playing big time where you you know be a, a dungeon and you get an nft drop like getting something of value that you feel like you can own drop to you in game is a new experience uh it's it's a new experience that like makes web3 gaming better in my opinion now the games are not better by far not yet but they will be and dr disrespect is going to build that with with dead drop and that's that's the utility and the use case of of nfts and games well, see, I see. I, I agree with you there on on a part of your point, you know, but I don't think that it, I don't think it's a new experience. And that's what I was trying to say mm -hmm. before is that this is a, this, an experience that we've had. Yeah. And we took away. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, you know what I'm saying? Like we had games that had real risk in them where mm -hmm. it's like you're risking things. And then, you know, what are you losing? OK, well, they're little, you know, digital, I you know, digital eight bit pixel whatever's, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. You know, like this, a little eight-bit pixel, but you know, and uh, but but those had you know value to you. You know, yeah. like those things have value to certain people. It's it's sure. weird, you know how when you talk about the actual you know uses of, of things and value how people value stuff. But but you know, in-game items like that can have value to somebody, and mm -hmm. I think that that's what I'm saying. So that 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 idea of like risk is not new, but bringing yeah. it back in a way that makes sense and 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 like I said, enhances. Mm -hmm. the overall experience of what you had before from what used to be. And I think For that's sure. really what NFTs need to do in order to be effective in gaming and, and pretty much any anything else that they're a part of is they mm -hmm. need to bring additional value to a system, right? And I think that in this case, NFTs do help with the, a lot of those things. And like what uh, Sanjay was saying as well, how, you know, verifiability of an asset and, and the mutability of something like that, knowing, hey, yes, there are only a thousand of these gun skins. Mm -hmm. Boom, we can prove it right here. Nope, this is not a, a valid one. You know, that's a system yeah, that, can e that can easily be hacked with a, with a centralized entity like CSGO. Yeah. And, and I'm sure has many times. We may not even know about it, you know, uh, but but a lot harder to do when, when it's on chain. Yeah, yeah I'm, even, I'm with you. I remember when my RuneScape account got hacked. I cried for a week, so I, I, I'm with you. He had a uh, icy was decked out in full dragon. He, you know, he had the granite set <laughs> put up in you know put up in his house. I lost my rune armor, bro. I'm still upset about it. <laughs> no, but um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting when I mean we've already seen gameplay from Dead Drop. Obviously, it's in development still, um, but you know, Stas has been playing it every Friday. So keep an eye if if you want to stay up to date on how that's progressing. Uh, keep an eye on the channel. Uh, yeah, to the I, event. I've been talking about it for a long time now, man, saying this is like going to be the hot game. And like, I know it was in early development, but I saw the way that they, this team has been working and how they approached it. And, they, and I feel like they're doing everything right when it comes to slowly introducing NFTs and digital collectibles into a game in a way that a, it gives it utility. As you guys can see, you know, the floor price for these these founders <sighs> NFTs for Dead Drop have, uh, you know, have, have tripled or quadruple here over the last couple of weeks. And this is before what Doc said today. Yeah. And that's because they have an event coming up, which I'll actually be at here on March 17th, and a bunch of the hype around this. But in, in, but in general, like still understanding that NFTs are a part of the roadmap, but they're not, they're, they don't define the game. And that's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. Shout out uh, Spy Piece, a.k.a. Drew and Ryder in chat. 
uh, one of our senior agents with the funny, the, you know, when, when I first saw Pick a Doc, I thought it was Sash dressed up in a different character from his mission pack. Stash, Stash is going to have a mustache off, a stash off with Doc uh, in in Texas, in, like in a couple weeks. We're going to, you know, we're going to make sure. Doc, we're coming for you. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to settle once and for all. Who has the best mustache? All right, that's it. Uh, Stash, aren't you like really tall too? Uh, I'm just a little over six foot. I'm I'm not I'm not as tall as as the uh, the uh, giant that Doctor just dude is a freaking giant man. I'm yeah. sitting next to him like yeah, man, I saw man, some you make, pictures. You make everybody feel really short. Like he's just a, a massive dude. Well, uh, we'll we'll get some we'll we'll get some stilts as part of your. I'm spy scrappy though. To, you'll you'll get yeah. some like spy stilts to 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 get up on. Um, no, but let's go go get go get some stilts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just say it? Come on, man. You know you wanted to. You know you wanted. To. <laughs> I don't. know. Some people might not get that reference, man. That's true. You know? It's true. Um, but I'll no, I mean, go. all right. We're 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 off, we're off the rails. Let's move uh, on right, to our yeah, next topic here. <laughs> we're uh, we're, where are we going to be talking about uh, an interesting little bit here, um, just about the the founder of EA Games or Electronic Arts, uh, which, you know, was the parent company of, they have a bunch of stuff underneath it, EA Games being one of those things. William Murray Hawkins is joining uh, a Web3 startup who is going to be uh, developing a game. Uh, is it ever, shoot, I forget the name of it, but uh, I wanted to get your guys' opinions about what this means and like kind of a, how we've been seeing more and more of these announcements about like C-suite level executives from big AAA studios, either like leaving the company or being, you know, founders of a company like that and then moving into the Web3 space. Um, I think it's telling of what's to come, but I want to get your guys' opinions. Uh, Bulldog, let me let me start with you. I mean, like, why do you think this is that we're starting to see more and more like top level people from these big AAA studios kind of change directions and start to work at smaller studios that are building Web3 games? Uh, I think I think there can be a, a variety of reasons. Um, a lot of it is just high executives like that tend to tend to like to be to be in innovative, to kind of be on the on the forefront and, and push boundaries, and are just driven to try new things like that. And this is this is kind of where the the industry is heading. So it's for for a lot of them, I think it's just more about a, a challenge of trying to trying to do something new, trying to make a name for themselves, and they see this as a potential potential path and um might be a little bit of a, a risk for some of them but i think it's it's one that uh, that just kind of falls into that mindset that the people who have reached that level like to like to pursue well, yeah and i mean i i you know the founder of ea one of the, being one of them um i'm sure you know i i'm sure there's something freeing about like leaving what once you know leaving what a company that i'm sure there's like red tape at every step all kinds of like crazy considerations mm -hmm. that you have to like mm -hmm. double think with each decision uh, and yeah. going from that to like where you can just be like, all right, here's what's going on, guys. We're going to we're going to we're going to break things, but it's going to be a fun ride and uh, we're going to see how it happens. Um, Icy, let me ask you, man. I mean, like what what do you like when these people come down? Do you like bringing the AAA experience from their previous jobs into the studios that are going to be putting out like, you know, what is going to be most of the Web3 games we see until there is that crazy standout from a AAA studio. I mean, do you think that they're going to make a better game? Like, do, do you think an indie studio is going to make a better game than, say, like a big AAA studio? 
Ah, uh, that's in a great Web3 qu- specifically. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, it can go it can go either way. It's hard to say, right? Obviously, the AAA studios they've got the experience, um, but there's a lot of great indie studios with a great with a ton of gaming experience, right? Um, you know, Planet Mojo comes to mind uh, with a ton of background in in gaming. So it's really tough to say. What I like about the indie studios is that they're small and nimble and can kind of move fast uh, and and iterate. Whereas in you know some of these big AAA studios, they're bigger, it's more cumbersome. Uh, it's like a larger boat. It's harder to steer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of bureaucracy and, and red tape like you like you kind of talked about. So, I mean, I think we need both in the ecosystem, right? Um, and I, oftentimes you see the indie studios taking more risks and trying things. And then when they, you know, find a little bit of success or find something that's working, uh, that often gets, you know, copied and, uh, you know, uh, implemented in the AAA studio. So I think both are going to exist. And that's, that's honestly a sign of a, of a good, healthy ecosystem because you need both. Well, yeah. And I mean, there's no shortage of games. Uh, you know, I think it's like something like, I mean, God, you go to Steam and what is it like? So 10, many games. Yeah. yeah like 200,000 things you could choose from yeah. or something like that. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting to see the variety uh, of everything that's out there, um, you know, and, and, you know, where, who's developing them, what they've done, and kind of the interesting things that people are trying with some of the smaller games. Sanjay, l- let me get your opinion. I mean, when you look at how NFTs are be- have been used, like, you know, Axiom, uh, some of what we saw over the last year and a half, two years, like, what types of games are do you think are going to benefit the most from, from NFTs being in them? Is it going to be like, Call of Duties of uh, the world, you know, um, like the the uh, Gr- Grand Theft Autos of the world. Like, which types of games uh, do you see like taking off with this, uh, with you know, with NFTs? Yeah, um, I I feel like a little bit like a broken record here, but uh, you know, obviously games like. Call of Duty or Fortnite, you know, who have an asset, who have a skin or like a cosmetic, which you can uh, trade, you can buy, you can trade in the secondary market or something like that. Obviously, that's one type of game which will benefit from it. Uh, and then, you know, like uh, Stash mentioned and like what Dr. Distress, Respect mentioned, uh, a, a game like an SK from Tarkov where they are these like, you know, uh, these, let's say these NFTs are just placed around the map and, you know, like you find those NFTs, you extract them, and then that could, that NFT could be like worth $100,000 or something. So, you know, um, I, I think there's like room for every type of game, like, you know, AAA games or indie games. I don't play as many indie games, so that's why my expertise don't like, you know, I don't have much expertise on indie games, but I do play a lot of AAA games. So that that's my opinion on those, you know. I, I really, I'm really strong believer in being able to trade uh, your cosmetics and trade your assets. And uh, and I think that uh, AAA games can benefit a lot uh, mm-hmm. in that sense. Well, yeah, and I know we've seen like NFTs used kind of in an interesting way. Like, and of you know, that's going to be the multi-billion dollar, you know, use case when you talk about how NFTs are going to propel like the industry monetarily forward. And mm-hmm. I mean, even, even more to that, like we've already been talking about having that feeling of something on the line. Uh, and things like that. But we've actually seen some interesting use cases uh, for NFTs in indie games. So, you know, you you think about uh, a game like uh, Imposters, which takes an NFT spin on, you know, what was kind of a blow up hit uh, among us um, back, you know, when that was popular. But Imposters is a a hell of a lot of fun. And I'd say the the added elements that are are involved in it uh, elevate the game instead of bring it down. 
Um, and you know, there, there's it's going to be some more interesting use cases like that that like are maybe one-off situations that are going to be fun to see, but maybe don't take off in the way that like Call of Duty, Fortnite, uh, and Dead Drop most likely will. Um, Stash, let me get your opinion on all this, man. I mean, do you think Web3 games, like, so, like, like I was saying, like, there's 200,000 probably options that you could choose from on Steam, and 100,000, not 100,000, but 1,000 more every day, let's say. Uh, do, do you think that Web3 games, like, as we move into this area of, uh, you know, NFTs being in games, is that going to make the saturation in the game development industry worse? Like, are there just going to be a ton, like, I mean, we already saw a bunch of shitty NFT games come out the past couple of years. Like once all games are starting to use NFTs, is, is it going to continue to be a problem? I mean, I think that of course it's going to be a problem, <laughs> you know, uh, crappy games are just going to be made. You know, everyone has the same kind of aesthetics or the same taste and where I may think a game is crappy. There's someone who's playing the hell out of that game like every single day. You know, and so that that I know for sure to be true, because there's a lot of people out there playing mobile games. And I'm just I, I just don't get into, you know, a game of match three or can, you know, Candy Crush style games. Clash but a lot plans. of people do. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people do. And, and so you got to think about like, well, are NFTs going to make more more bad games? I don't think so. I think we already have tons of bad games. I think that's not going to change. I don't think NFTs inherently you know, uh, incentivize people to make a bad game. I think it's just finding the best way to incorporate an NFT into a game that makes sense is the is the challenge. And we haven't really done the best job so far. Obviously, we're still early here. But what I think what I think really is going to be bullish here for NFTs and uh, video games is you know looking at at NFTs as a standard, right? So you you we have a a lot of standards when it comes to most tech industries. And having that standard has allowed, you know, an industry to progress very quickly because you, you, you know you can all work off the standard. That's why USB has become a massive standard. And now everything is literally a USB plug because it has become a standard. And it's, easy, it's easily interoperable between a computer and to just a regular plug. And I think that's what we're kind of we'll see here with NFTs is the NFTs will end up being this standard that all games kind of use in some sort of way but allow for that kind of interoperability. And I, I think having a standard for just items. When you look at like standards, okay, okay, like right now, what, what is the standard for a standard item right now? If we're going into the into like the grocery store or any store, what what, what is the standard for, for in any kind of item? They all have a barcode, right? Oh yeah. Um, like almost no place U can you UPC. go. Right, without having and, and and like having a barcode to scan. So you talk about like, you know, real world standards. Right, having a metaverse standard or a game standard for items in general, I think, is important, and NFTs can definitely be that. So, you know, an indie game studio, I think, will understand that better. And we've seen some of the best developments come from indie development studios, man. I mean, you know, a lot of times we see some of the the, the more innovation coming from that that arm, anyways. So I think that, like, you know, when it comes down to this battle between indie devs, AAA devs, NFTs, what's going to help? I think that we will see an, an indie company be the one that has a breakout hit, like a dead drop. I honestly feel like that could be the big breakout hit, which is why I've been talking about it for like since the beginning. I mean, I, before there was even an NFT associated with it, I was telling people like, "Hey, Doc has a brand new thing. Go here to the website. Go check it out." I like because I, I, I could see that there was a plan here. 
Uh, and, and, you know, with the NFTs incorporated, it just is another layer that, like I said, you know, gives me confidence in them creating a unique game. Another tool for them to create something unique. So, Again, oh, go for it, Bulldog. I would say one, one other thing I, I want to add that I think really favors indie games is that I think, I think decentralization is a, a big part of all this. And I mentioned previously that a lot of the things that are, are being done in NFT games, you don't actually need NFTs for. You can you can do it without the blockchain. Sure. But some of these decentralization aspects are, okay, maybe you could do it, but it's, it's much more difficult to do without blockchain. And some of these large companies, I just don't see them giving up control with decentralization. Like, I don't think it's just about asset ownership, but yeah. like not only owning the economy but having a voice in the economy i think that's going to be a huge thing and i think indie developers are going to be much more much more willing to give up that control than than your 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 kind of triple a developers yeah control that's mm -hmm. that's why uh that's why the ceo of ea stepped down man he was like fuck this we're just gonna you know we're gonna give i want to build something well, that everyone can benefit from yeah i mean and and two i think that you know when you look at these these long-term devs that have been at these companies for a long time uh you know they're just bored man <laughs> you know what i'm saying they, they, they want to go on to the next adventure do something cool and like they've been in the same position and made a ton of great games great web now 3, what? the next frontier exactly and 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 web 3 kind of offers that which is kind of interesting too so i mean yeah i think it makes sense we've seen more uh you know people come over and i think we'll continue to see it just to kind of touch on that a little bit um i agree with both of your points stash and bulldog right like uh, indie games will be you know like have a really good chance here and obviously they want to be innovative and stuff but um but think about mass adoption, right? Think about like these, like what Fortnite has like what a million probably gamers per day. How do, how does an indie game achieve that, right? Especially in a Web three space. Like, I think I think a triple A game is in a, a way better uh, space or way better position is suited uh, to to achieve that. And I think we might need that to go to that next level. Like do, all the all respect, doctor. All respect to Doctor Disrespect, that he's you know, a huge <laughs> content creator, has a lot of fans, but can he attract, let's say, a million gamers per day? If anyone can, I think it's Doctor Disrespect. Well, I mean, he's in a unique position because he's also a, a content creator. I feel like yeah. that gives that is gives the edge for him in that situation. You know, regarding that at least. This tweet uh, had yeah. 16 million views yesterday. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah but a lot of were negative. Like I, I responded with a positive tweet, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm so excited for this." And some people were like, "Yeah, I bet you are." You know, I was like, "Man, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna get into that." <laughs> I you. bet you are. But yeah, just, yeah. I just said <laughs> I am. I am very excited. You know? Yes, I bet you. I bet you're anti am. Yeah, oh. and oh, I don't want to argue with that guy. Apparently, he was arguing with somebody for like one year. Literally, go through his account. Yeah. I was like, he, blind, he, blind, that guy needs makes sense. Yeah. All for the sure. Bug. It didn't take long to find some kind of logic, like, and some kind of agreeable, like, bit in the positive comments. You'd really have to scroll to find some kind of, like, sensible thought or logic aside from, like, NFTs are dumb. This is, I hate you now. This is stupid. Uh, you know, yeah. looking at the bad comments. But, um, you know, I, I think we're going to see them probably come out with a bang here. And, you know, I think indie studios, uh, are going to be better, like not better positioned, but positioned differently to 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 have like if if something is new and good enough to be loved by everyone, like I think an indie studio is going to be more likely to 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 have that happen compared to AAA studios that we've already seen kind of like just regurgitate over and over 
the same game basically you know year after year um there's not Go for yeah, it, was, and and every hit game in studio was once an indie yeah. studio man you know you look yeah. at some of these hits that you, th- you think are huge i mean oh, some of these studios were, were nobody until they made that one game that just stuck with people that was the story of among us that's some, yeah exactly and then sometimes they they come up and they can't they can't handle the pressure man and you yeah. know they fail uh not everybody's destined for greatness apparently so <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think indie studios are gonna are gonna have a a much easier time going forward, uh, building out really good games that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have the resources to do because they're indie games, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's because of what we're gonna talk about here in our next segment, uh, the use of AI uh, in games and generative um, generative AI in game development, uh, whether or not it's the next generation of video game development or if this is all just hype, you know I'm sure if you're in the crypto space you've also been seeing things. Uh, about AI and and I mean basically everyone and their mom even uh, you know it's on the news right they're talking about kids using chat GPT uh, to write you know to being banned because kids are writing their essays in it right I love um, it. you know which is which is brilliant man any kid who's doing that is probably maybe doing themselves a bit of a disservice but but you know, it's all. No, that kid's I, gonna make it, man. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, Will that kid make it though? Uh, sorry it, to put you out there, Alex. But it, so, yeah, please go ahead. No, no, no. no it, it depends. So, yeah, I just, I just think like you know, like now, let's say like I think about like a ten-year-old right now, right? Like he or she or they are growing up with AI, Chat GPT, Mid Journey, all of this in their you know like all of these resources they have, like their brain will just like not evolve i feel like that much you know like they they won't be able to think of their own at, at some point yeah. oh need to write an essay boom chat gpt can do it with me like do it for me so where does this end right like where 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 does this kid learn from or like you know challenge their brain like what is what is going to make their brain work that's kind of like a that's a scary situation to me personally well because like I the think. way the way we, i think the way we think about it because like you know being not in school anymore and like having already gone through all of that, like the way we look at ChatGPT and AI tools is like, look at this amazing thing that can like, uh, that I can use to help me with the tools that I already have, right? That make the tedious bits of like this process a little bit smoother or maybe give me an idea that I otherwise wouldn't have. I feel like sometimes with the kids who are using it, they're just like, look at this way I could not do any, like any work, you know what I mean? Just press play. And it's done, and that's it. Because they don't have—that's the only thought. There's no other thought, right? But you know, I'm sure there will be a ton of kids who use it well, and a ton who are disadvantaged by it. But that's not the topic. Uh, l- let's talk about its use. <laughs> Sorry, going gaming. on flat earther on you there, my bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> the flat earth metaverse is 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 real, guys. For, for, <laughs> we're gonna have a we're gonna have a whole another podcast after this in the flat earth metaverse. So make yep. sure you guys are in there to check that out. But um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I mean the AI, the use of generative AI in video games, I think, is going to position uh, like indie studios are going to be the ones that are going to most benefit from this because it's going to allow them to like do things that they otherwise wouldn't have the funds to to go out and hire someone to do. Um, we're actually going to be putting out a video about some of these tools that you can check out here in the in like you know later this week or next week. So keep an eye on that. But I want to get your guys' thoughts on if you've seen any like of of the use of like generative ai in game development because there is some cool stuff out there um that's already being done and there's also some criticism about it uh you know saying that it's not a one-size-fits-all solution which has merit as well uh sanjay let me ask you first man i mean 
what sort of hype have you seen around generative AI in video games? And like, do you think uh, it's going to be like this game changer for for game development? Um, I want to I want to echo your point. You know how you said that you know uh, indie studios not a lot of resources can definitely take advantage of AI, right? Like think about an open world game if they want to build one. Think about a building right now without without AI. It takes lots of time. Think about building GTA 5 or GTA 6. You have like hundreds and hundreds of buildings which you have to build and most of them you have to kind of like do it manually otherwise it's repetitive and and players can tell that. With generative AI you'll be able to just kind of have all these background buildings, background characters, background cars just built automatically, save all those resources, save all those developer hours and focus on the main characters, the main story. So this will also improve the games, in my opinion. So that that way, I think, this way, I think, you know, indie games or even AAA games, you know, like we're waiting for GTA 6 for so long. I hope I hope uh, generative AI can help them speed up the process a little bit <laughs> because we're getting bored here. So I think uh, generative AI can be, can be advantageous to, you know, indie games or AAA uh, mm -hmm. in this sense. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I agree with you completely there, and, it, and it's like there are people I think that take it a bit too far sometimes when they're like, oh my god, like this is going to change everything because I think you made a good point of like what it's going to help best with is like taking the tediousness out of like making big levels and coming up with like, you know, ideas for different buildings and things like that. And and what it's going to allow developers to do is focus their time and energy on, on the finesse, right, on the, on the little the small little pieces of a video game that like make it feel like you know that that make it work right because some people think an ai can just you can we're gonna get to a point where you can just type a prompt in and you'll have a fully built out video game with player interactions that work and a game economy that's all built out um, but those are the types of things i think that humans are still going to need to do um bulldog let me get your opinion man i mean do, do you think that ai is going to like, do, do you think it's going to be become overused, essentially? And like, if that happens, do you think it, it might make games worse? Um, I don't I don't know if it'll make games worse by being being overused. I think I, I think on the development side, it's definitely going to make things better. Even like talk about building out the game, but even this like the stories as well. You can have dynamic stories and have the game actually interacting with you, you better and and mm -hmm tailoring your quest based on how you play the game and things like that. And each person playing the game can have a different game experience. And I think things like that can be, can be really cool where I, where I feel like it could really harm gaming is, is on the player side and fighting cheating is going to become extremely difficult as we get these AI tools. And that, that's where I'm most concerned, especially with PVP games, because there, I mean, the, the cheating softwares or whatever are simply not going to be able to tell the difference between an AI player and a human player. And especially if we start having games where there are monetary rewards, that's just going to have, it's going to provide more incentives to push these, these cheaters to, to kind of develop even more. And that's where, that's where I'm really concerned. Well, yeah, you know, it's like, I'm going to eventually they're, they're going to be like AI, super hyper trained AI bots, like, you know, to, to like, get me diamond in league right and you're just like botting league or something like that and then like league is gonna ban that and then the next evolution of that is like uh, like some kind of robot machine that is ai equipped to like actually physically play the game like <laughs> like touch the keys and things like that it, like as if you know it was a top tier player 
Um, and, you know, there's no way around that. And I mean, at that point, it's like we got robots running around in real life, you know. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I agree with you there. Uh, I, you know, th there's always going to be that like that that war going on, you know, like there's all there's there's always going to be something new for people to exploit. And there's always going to be like the developers trying to patch it mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but, you know, it definitely is going to get probably pretty interesting. I, I think, um, you know, you're, you're definitely right in that sense. Um, Stas, let me ask you, I mean, sh like, if you're a game developer right now, like, what, sh I mean, sh this is probably an easy question to answer, but should you be familiarizing yourselves with AI tools? And then even further than that, like, how, how should you be going about that uh, specifically, like, if you're wanting to build a game? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody should be familiarizing themselves with AI tools right now where it's applicable to their industry. I think that, you know, just chat GPT itself as one tool can be used across many, many industries for a lot of different things. But there are other tools out there that, you know, could be very specific to your industry. And I think that gaming will see more and more of that. There's AI has been in gaming for a long time. So it's not like games are going to shy away from using AI. I mean, they, in particular, when you talk about where has AI been used the most, it's been in gaming, for sure. Things that we interact with on the daily, uh, AI has been in games for a long time. Now, the level of AI we're seeing right now, uh, I think, is you know can be game-changing. But... Um, you know, if you're if you're that studio once again, it, it just refuses. Nope, nope. I'm sorry, we're not gonna do it. AI is bad. The people have spoken, and you follow the mainstream narrative. You're gonna go the same way that these games who don't want to incorporate NFTs or blockchain into their game, you know, are gonna go when everyone starts doing it. And it's like, hey, you want to make this type of game? Well, NFTs make it better. Blockchain makes it better. But you refuse. It's gonna be the same thing with AI. If you're if you're refusing to put AI or use AI tools. You know, someone's going to beat you to the punch or beat you to that funding because they have used those tools ahead of you. So, I think it's I think it's imperative that every team start looking into these things and finding a tool that that can help you in your workflow to reduce. You know, we'll say hey, ten percent, right? Think about if you could take your team and get and free up ten percent of their time by allowing like by by them using it, an AI tool. Is it worth it? Ten percent, man. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, you can do a lot with that, bro. <laughs> well, yeah. When you say ten percent too, like that's you know, kind of brings me to what my next question is going to be here. And like, as like that, that ten percent is probably going to be someone's job, you know, right? Like, so it, I mean, it, and it very, it very well may be, man. Uh, and you know what? I don't know. This, there's not much you can do about it. Literally, it's coming. Automation is coming for the jobs. AI is coming for all the jobs. The only thing you can do about it is learn how to control the robots so they don't beat you up in in a in a post-apocalyptic uh, comrade-driven narrative <laughs> like they did it, to me in Atomic Heart last week. Wait, and that one gaming studio that, because refused, <laughs> that absolutely refused to use AI is is the last bastion in the future of like the only games that are playable anymore. They're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, they're like, didn't you guys watch Terminator? Like, that's why we didn't do this. Come on, that's why we did not do this, man. Uh, uh, no, but, but I see. Oh yeah, no, go it's, for it's, it. it's it's going to be necessary. It's going to be necessary. 
But Icy Man, let, let, let me ask you, I mean, like, for someone who may lose their job f f from an AI, like... <laughs> Damn, thank you. Thank no, 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 not, not, not you. Like, <laughs> You're easily no, no, replaceable, no. Icy. Sorry, no, no, buddy. No, no. It's not, I thought we were that cool. Was, I didn't frame that properly. I'm sorry. Coming, fr coming from this guy that's probably going to lose his job here from AI. What, what, what the hell do you think <laughs> no, here, buddy? I, I want, no, I meant, I, what I meant to say was, like, for me someone, like, advice, give, you giving advice to someone, like... What sort of advice would you give to someone uh, who might be looking at losing their their game development job to an AI? Like, what should they well, be doing? Why would you take to... advice from this guy? He's losing his job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, what Crypto Stash said, you know, learn either learn how to control the control the AI or uh, learn how to be a humble servant. So AI overlords, I humbly, you know, submit to you know your your will and dominance. You're much smarter. Whatever you I need just, me to I do. I just like I'm with them guys. I'm with yeah. Them I'm now. with the robots, man. I'm with the robots. <laughs> I'm with them now. He's got um, Stockholm syndrome already. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, to the people, like, listen, the technology is inevitable, like Stash said, um, that's been true since the dawn of time. Uh, so uh, typically when, when new technologies come out, yeah, uh, people lose, lose jobs and, and, and industries evolve. But guess what? New jobs come up. Uh, I also don't think that we're too close to the to the point where people are going to be losing their jobs in gaming to ai i mean if people are losing their jobs in gaming to ai you know the whole the whole economy is losing losing a whole lot of jobs to ai um and we got we got bigger problems to worry about so i i don't think that too many people have to worry about it right now and uh by the time that we do have to worry about it it's going to be too late so i mean if you're asking like for advice you know like staff said yeah, get familiar with these tools, learn, stay ahead of the curve, stay on top of what's what's happening uh, and prepare yourself and try and, um, you know, make smart career decisions to, uh, you know, have some type of defense against that so that no matter what, you'll be OK. Icy's like sweating right now. It's like they're they're, they're coming from my. The AI is watching mouth. you, Icy. <laughs> I'm updating my resume right now. They're, they're already sending out the the uh, the fired notification. Oh yeah, the, the, the fire notification that through, was through, it's coming by through the AI. facts. Did you have the facts back there? Is it coming through? You're fired, McFly. I my metal. I got my metalcore mech to uh to fight oh, them off. All right. Oh, that's pretty badass. I want that. That is badass. Send me that. Also, uh, <laughs> I think you know it. It will. Uh, it will. It will, AI won't just take your job or anything. You know, you're okay. I'm gonna hold you at gunpoint, hostage. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more like people who can utilize AI, people who know how to work around it, will be able to take your job. It'll be. It'll be more like that, in my opinion. So, so uh, it'll it'll be a fight against people who are you know like using this AI technology, getting familiar with it, versus the people who don't want to use AI and they're like, oh no, AI is not for me. I'm not gonna get into it. I'm just gonna keep doing the regular thing which I'm doing. I think that's the real battle here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and if it, if it does transcend beyond that, is is the mo is the like inflection point like when you know like that's when you enter the matrix right that's when it that's when like we're all screwed is when when that like it moves beyond that and the ai just takes your job like um, yeah, it literally walks up late. to you on the street <laughs> punches you in the face and, and like you're fired and take and literally like takes your like goes in walks into your job uh, you know it, well, it's it, like it, that. Uh, it's like that scene from uh, I Robot where Will Smith is talking to the robot. And it's like, can you, you know, paint the Sistine Chapel and make a beautiful piece of music? And the robot's like, can you? <laughs> and uh, but like the answer now is like the robot's like, yeah, I can actually. Like, give me the right prompt, and I will.
Well, you know, I mean, I don't know when that's going to happen, but um, I'm, I, it's very well likely in our lifetime. So buckle up because we're we're on we're on the we're on the train we're on a crazy train to AI town right now. Um, but we're running out of time tonight, folks. Uh, that's all we have for our show. I want to thank you guys for joining us, uh, all our guests tonight. If you haven't checked their channels out, go into the description below and uh, head over and give them a follow, give them a like, spread the love out there. Icy, thank you for showing off that dope Secret Agent Staff statue. Um, those are some dope collectibles we did back in the day. And if you want some more stuff like that, head over to our Discord, the GIA, um, where we're always doing cool things like, uh, you know, hooking people up with uh, Secret Secret Agent custom 3D models and things like that. Um, and then thank you guys for sticking around if you're still here watching the show. Oh, 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 um, what? It, it, the Flat Earther Metaverse Meetup. It's happening directly <laughs> after this meeting. It's yeah. it's in room two hundred nine. We will have punch and cookies. You have to you have to you have to take a boat into the ocean and just keep going. And that's once you get to the edge <laughs> of the world, you, I'll meet you there the at nine. That's, you get to the edge of the world, you put your Oculus on, and that's when you enter <laughs> the flat Earth metaverse. Uh, no, but uh, so check that out if you guys want. But you know. If you're crazy enough to, to to fall in line with us on that, all right, um, <laughs> you took it too far now. <laughs> but this has been around the metaverse. Check us. Come come back next Monday. Another episode, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but that's all we have tonight, folks. Catch you then. <laughs>